the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. We are thrilled to be joined by Lisa Anderson. She's the director of Young Adults at Focus on the Family and host of The Boundless Show, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary, which is so, so fun. Lisa, welcome to The Common Good. Well, it is so good to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do want to talk about the state of young adults and dating and things like that. But first of all, give us a big picture of Boundless and the 25th anniversary as well. Yeah. So uh, in September of 1998, which maybe some people listening weren't even born then, that's generally (laughs) most of my audience as I'm talking to them, um, really a, a group of entrepreneurial folks, and it started out with one couple, decided to start Boundless as a college webzine, basically focusing on worldview stuff. So helping mm. college students navigate their faith while on campus and that kind of stuff. Well, then as those college students graduated and entered young adulthood, the professional world, they were like, okay, but what about careers? What about finances? Mm-hmm. What about yeah. dating and finding a mate? And so they kind of uh, grew into that 20 slash 30 something demographic, which incidentally all is now more than 50% of the population. Wow. Uh, 52% of the U.S. population is millennial or younger right now. So, um, and then I basically joined Boundless. So this group was so amazing. I always have to give them props because they started this webzine when people were only like three years into using the internet. Wow. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if you remember that Today Show interview with like Katie Couric and them being all, have you heard of this thing called the World Wide Web? <laughs> I mean, like, what in the world? That's just bonkers. So anyway, wow. um, then it was, then they started the group blog in like about 2004. No one was blogging then. And then wow. in 2008, they came up to me. I was running the PR division at Focus on the Family at the time. And they said, Lisa, we're thinking of starting a podcast. You're single. You like to talk. Do you want to host it? Those were my only qualifications. And I said, I'm going to give it a whirl. So that show has been around for 15 years Amazing. when no one was podcasting you guys Amazing. just nutty and so um, I actually was a young adult when I started hosting the show and now I'm just trying to be that fun older aunt that's who's right. like helping young there adults you along that's what I'm on that's my story and I'm sticking to it so. yeah, yeah. I, I had awesome. that thought yeah I had that thought like for so many years I felt like I could describe myself as the young pastor or this yeah. and now it's like not the nope. case anymore nope. so for those of us who have aged out of that Lisa Describe the landscape right now for young adults. Describe yeah. how it's different than 15, 20 years ago when uh, when I might have fit into that demographic. 
Yeah. So again, if we back it up to 1998, you think like this was before anything really related to online dating was Mm. in space. So dating online, dating apps. I mean, this is before social media. This is before smartphones. This is before. So really what we're seeing now is a digital age where people's lives are much more fractured. I mean, the way that we're experiencing relationships, experiencing the culture, that kind of plays out in that direction. I mean, many in my audience, you guys weren't even born at the time of 9-11. So many, uh, many in my audience do not remember a U.S. like without a present terrorist threat at any given time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, and even now, you know, y'all, what we're seeing in Israel and stuff, I mean, that is very native to them. And just just having that sense of foreboding Mm. about where is our country going? What is there? I mean, my young adults now listening to Boundless are priced out of the housing market. They're wondering Mm. this this idea that their boomer parents have given uh, them of the American dream. They don't even understand it. They're like, I'm working hard. I'm doing some gigs on the Mm. side. I can't even hardly afford my rent, you know? And so that idea and what that has precipitated is what we're seeing now in the culture of increased rates of anxiety, depression. I mean, the suicide rates Mm. have skyrocketed. And so that's really where Boundless is trying to step in and give young adults a framework of hope for moving into mature adulthood, owning their faith, being discipled in a way that um, only God can show up for them and nothing else is going to show up. And so that's what we're trying to do. And we've got the best audience ever. Young adults are so motivated to mature and to really take hold of, of what they've been given. That's so awesome. You can go to boundless.org. I'm actually there right now just kind of looking at all the things you have to offer to find out more about Boundless. There are a lot of resources on here. Blog, podcast, <laughs> shop. You're talking about relationships. You're talking about adulthood. Uh, talk to us about, you know, there's a major conversation right now about sexuality, of course, with young adults. Like, how are you trying to resource the young adults that are your audience in that conversation? Sure. Well, some of the folks on the on the older end of our demographics, so say those older millennials, which, you know, if you want your mind blown, think that the oldest millennials are now in their 40s. Oh. So we're not just talking... We're not just talking about kids anymore. Okay. So these are like people who many of them are in our audience are, are even married now. Maybe they have a kid or two. And so we say, you know, whether you're single, which many of our folks are or engaged or married, you know, we're here for you. But yeah, I mean, you think of like, them having grown out of what we kind of loosely call that purity culture now of the yeah. 1990s, where it was like, just white knuckle it through, do what you can. If you can get to marriage without having had sex, maybe God will think of you more highly than other people. I mean, it's like, and then they're like, um, why are all my friends just kind of doing whatever they want to do and their lives seem okay? And yeah. so we've had to have a better way of addressing this of what does the heart of God look like mm. for having our best interests uh, in in mind and in his plan for us to really trust God with our sexuality. Um, and you, and, you know, and this is like in the midst of a, an incredible hookup culture. I remember yeah. speaking on a a university campus a couple of years ago. And uh, it was the Christian, you know, one of the Christian clubs that had invited me, but my talk, we opened up to the whole campus. And it was very startling to me to realize that most of the students on campus were just hooking up every weekend. Wow. And then the Christians, conversely, were just doing nothing. So there was no middle ground of like, wow. is anyone dating? Does anyone even yeah. know what a date yeah. is? 
Um, and then you throw into that everything in the gender identity and LGBTQ space yeah. and all of that. And it's very confusing for young adults to navigate what's right, what's wrong, what sure. do I do? What, you know, how do I live this out even as a single young adult? So a lot yeah. of questions there. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Gosh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, how do churches, churches are notoriously bad with young adults, right? <laughs> like, uh, especially out in the suburbs where Aubrey and I yeah. both are, uh, what, from your own experience and your own expertise, how do churches do ministering and supporting young adults well? Sure. Yeah, well, I think there is, I mean, anytime a church can get into this space and see the young adults in their congregation. And so this is why, you know, so many young adults are looking for those huge mega churches that may have more than six people in their age demographic. Yeah. That, it's so hard to find, you know, yeah. but I've seen it done. You don't have to be, you know, this is not contrary to popular opinion. You don't have to be a big auditorium with smoke and mirrors and, you know, whatever to attract young adults. You have to just see young adults and be in their Mm. space and care about them Mm. because so many young adults, you guys, I I think of this, how they are away. They they often are transplanted into a city because of school or a job. You know, they're away from their family of origin. They may not have any community and they're going to go to a church to find it. And they're just going to say, is there anyone here who can identify with me anywhere that I can make friends and get some good teaching and be part of something? And so... I always say to churches, you know, when you, it, it's, it starts with little things, like even yeah. referencing young adults from the pulpit of like, mm. pray for the single young adults in your congregation, you know, use them in illustrations. All illustrations mm. don't have to be about married parents. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so good. just being sensitive to that, but then also including them in the life of the church in positions of service, of leadership. You know, I tell my audience, if you're a CPA and you're in your church, you better be on your church's finance committee. Don't just be sitting back and being being a consumer and being a taker. And so conversely, you know, churches need to be willing to invest in young adults and not keep them at the kids table, Mm, uh, that proverbial kids table of like, you're not mature or an adult until you've married and, and whatever. And so um, I think, I think churches are, are waking up a little bit, getting a vision for this, but there's always room to grow. Yeah, that's so good. Lisa Anderson is the director of Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She is host of The Boundless Show, author of a book called The Dating Anniversary. Boundless is celebrating their 25th anniversary. You can follow them on Instagram at Boundless Team. You can find out more at boundless.org. Lisa, thanks so much for being here with us today. And congratulations on 25 years of Boundless. Thanks, you guys. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.